Hey there, friend, and welcome to the Self Love for Breakfast podcast, where we have honest conversations about health, wellness, self-care, and of course, self-love with amazing women who aren't afraid to give it to us straight, real life, real advice, and no BS. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and today I'm serving self-love for breakfast. Hey there, friend, and welcome back to another episode of Self Love for Breakfast. I'm Crystal Rose, your host. Thank you for being here with me today on this beautiful day. I don't, I don't know what it looks like, but I'm sure it's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful when I'm recording it, and that's what matters. So today I wanted to talk to you guys about, um, you know, something that came up for me today. It's actually my day off. Um, I normally don't work on Sundays anymore, but something just came through so powerful and so strong. And I was like, I've just got to, I got to hop on and share it. And, and I find that when I do it, when it's, you know, crispy, I got to, I got to do it when it's hot and ready. Right. And when I do that, it just feels a lot better to me. And I feel like you guys respond better as opposed to me having this good idea and then waiting a few days. So I wanted to hop on it right now for you. (laughs) As many of you probably know, I have done a lot of work on myself. The reason why I'm now an embodiment coach, a transformation coach is because I went through a program that absolutely completely changed my life while I was learning to coach this work. And it just, I, I had to do it. I had to completely pivot my business. Um, and like, cause I was a nutrition coach before and I thought I'd be doing that forever. I was obsessed with nutrition. Um, but this was just so much deeper and it's, and it's so much more powerful and the ability, you know, the capability that I have to help more and more and more people and create such a bigger impact than just with, you know, nutrition was massive. And so I was like, I have to do this. I have to do this. So, I shifted my whole business for this because it changed my life so dramatically. And I like sharing all of the ways that it's changed my life because even today, you guys, like I don't know all of the ways. It's it's like every single day I get presented something new and I'm like, oh my gosh, wow, like this used to be really hard for me and, and now it's not, you know, like social anxiety. I think I talked about that on here. I used to really experience a lot of social anxiety and I just don't really anymore. You know, I just don't, um, I, I was able to heal that. So it's really been a magical journey, not just of doing the work, but of discovering the benefits later of all of the ways it's working in my life and continues to work in my life. And I continue to work on myself. So this really pertains to Crystal as the worker, you know, the doer, the worker, the workaholic, um, that part of me. So I started working, um, you know, honestly, technically when I was like 16 years old, I was in boarding school. Um, it, it's way too much to explain how ridiculous and weird and horrible and cult like this school was to you on this podcast. That's not what this is about. Um, but I ended up in a program for a couple of summers in a row called dinner theater. And basically what we did was we were the performers. We performed a dinner theater a few days a week. Um, and we also waited tables. So we waited tables at the dinner theater. And there was also a cabaret that the school put on. They had New York performers come in and you know perform. And we would sometimes, as the dinner theater, do an opening number for them. But we always were waiting the tables, okay? So 
essentially started working. I mean, you know, we, I worked the whole time I was at school, practically cleaning up campus and whatnot. Like they didn't have a, they didn't have a janitorial staff. Okay. They had kids. So, um, you know, there was a couple of summers in a row where I, that's what I did. And, you know, our schedule was pretty grueling. We had, um, dance class, which was usually like an hour or two long. And we had a few hours of rehearsal. And then if it was on the same day that we had a show, you know, that was another few hours, but we generally had to show up like two hours before, um, the show would start, you know, and we would do cocktail hour and serve hors d'oeuvres and drinks and all of that. And then we would do the show perform, wait the tables, blah, blah, blah. And then after everyone left, we'd have to clean everything up, reset, all of that. So sometimes we weren't eating dinner, you know, dinner until like two o'clock in the morning, you know? So we had really, really long days. And for me, because I was getting to do something I loved, you know, even though I was in this hell of a school, um, I didn't mind. I enjoyed it. I didn't mind the labor. I didn't mind, you know, working like, I mean, I think it was like five or six days a week, essentially that we had shows and whatnot. You know, we had rehearsals almost every day. I mean, we didn't really get days off. We always had to clean our dorm. Um, and without fail, it would never be good enough. And so we'd spend the whole dang weekend cleaning our dorm until it was finally good enough, like white glove stuff. So I was used to it. I just, you know, (laughs) I didn't really have a choice the situation I was in. And plus, like I said, I got to do something that I enjoyed. So when I got into the real world, you know, I had to get a job, uh, so I could, you know, pay my own bills and all of that. I, I was with my parents for a couple months and then I moved right out so I could, you know, live my own life. And I ended up, my first job was TGI Fridays. And, and this actually kills me, you guys, because a friend of mine worked there. He was a server and I just wanted to be a server there. I had waited tables for years, you know, at my boarding school. And <laughs> I failed the personality test. <laughs> it makes me laugh so hard. Okay. Cause anyone who knows me is like, what? Like, what? (laughs) I was like, I was really devastated by it too, you guys. I was like, oh my God, I don't have a personality or like my personality's horrible. Um, because essentially they asked me these questions like, would you ever feel like doing this? Or do you ever feel like doing that? You know, like flicking off a customer or blah, blah, blah. And I separate what feeling like something and actually doing it. Right. I'm like, yeah, who doesn't feel like doing that? I mean, you're kind of a liar if you've worked in the service industry, customer service of any point and haven't wanted to just flick someone off. It doesn't mean you do. Um, but yeah, so my answers were very honest. Um, and I almost didn't get the uh, job at all, but the woman, she's like, you scored really low, (laughs) but, um, you know, well, I don't think, you know, the guy, his name is Chris. She's like, I don't think Chris would steer me wrong. So, um, we'll let you be a hostess and, you know, we'll see how that goes. And and if it goes well, then we'll put you on the floor. So I was like, kind of devastated, kind of heartbroken, also kind of like annoyed. Cause you know, being a hostess was like a set amount of dollars an hour. And I really wanted the opportunity to make tips and make more than that. But I was like, okay, whatever. So obviously your girl rocked being a hostess. I mean, I was amazing. (laughs) We'd be on a two hour wait on a Friday, Saturday night. And I mean, it was like, I was great at it, you know? And eventually they didn't want to let me be a server after a while because they were like, no, we don't want to lose you at the door. And I was like, too bad. You're going to lose me anyways. If you don't 
put me on the floor where I can make more money. So, you know, I became a server um, and I was the person that, you know, the hostesses actually loved, of course, because I knew I understood what they were going through and, and I could empathize with them. But also, like, you really couldn't rattle me. I mean, you could seat me three times in a row, right, you know, and I, I'd be like, all right, I'll, I'll deal with it. Um, sometimes it would be like the back room would be empty and the hostesses wouldn't have anywhere to sit anyone. I'd be like, just put people back there. I'll get them. And I never like freaked out. I was never overwhelmed really. You know, I just kind of like (laughs) turned up the speed if I needed to, you know, and I loved it. And it got to be the point where I would pick up shifts all the time. If my you know boss was like, Hey, you know, we really need your help. I'd be like, sure. I mean, did they appreciate it in the moment? Sure. But you know, at long term, no, they don't care. It was a corporate environment. Obviously they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What have you done for me lately type of vibe? But I didn't care. I worked a ton. And I remember there being like this like month long period where I worked doubles every single day. I don't think I had a day off. And I was like so burnt out. Um, realizing that, okay, maybe I, maybe I, you know, went overboard, but I was like, they were understaffed. They needed my help and all this, you know, all this stuff. But ultimately I didn't really mind. I liked making the money. I liked, you know, working and I didn't care that it was TGI Fridays. I didn't like feel bad about myself that I worked there. I was like, whatever. So, you know, I kind of like moved around a little bit. I worked at um, a ski resort so I could get a free snowboarding pass. And I ended up not really snowboarding. I ended up working all the time. All the time. I mean, my boss knew he could persuade me to pick up a shift if he let me have a piece of the cheesecake of the day. <laughs> I feel like he'd dangle it in my front of my face, like mm, this one's really good. I'd be like, "What flavor is that? Pistachio? Uh, what do you want? You want me to pick up Thursday? Okay, yeah, that's fine." <laughs> you know, I was like, "You couldn't." You know, you like twist my arm. I was gonna do it. I was gonna work, and and I kind of missed out, you know, a little bit on the the reason why I moved up there, but it was fine. And, and since then, you know, I moved all over and I worked at a country club, made a bunch of money, like one summer, you know, waiting tables again. Um, I lived in Virginia for a spell and I had three jobs at one point. I sold shoes at JCPenney. I was in a dinner theater again, and, um, I was a go-go dancer by night at a, uh, like a fun, like nightclub. And, I worked seven days a week and I realized this today that the majority of my life, I've worked six or seven days a week. Like even before I became a business owner, you know, waiting tables, doing all this stuff, I always, um, you know, at least had one job that I worked a ton or I would have two jobs. And so the two jobs would take up all seven days. Um, I had two jobs and school when I was in San Diego. I worked at a market research firm. I was a Miller Lite girl. And I had school. And so I was working pretty much every single day. When I managed um, a promotional company for you know my former boss, like the, the company that I worked at before I started my own business, again, seven days. I mean, you if you were my client and you called me at any hour on any day, or you were one of my staff and you called me at any hour on any day, I was answering the phone. I was responding within seconds, minutes, you know, I actually had, um, one of my girls was like, do you even sleep? Because I texted you at like three o'clock in the morning and you responded right away. And then I texted you at 7am and you responded right away. And I was like, yeah, I'm crazy. (laughs) 
I'm always awake. I'm always awake. I'm always working. And it just like was this thing that I just did. I didn't really think too much of it. I just considered myself to be a really hard worker. So naturally when I started my first business, I did the same thing. When I took on a second business, I was a partner in a second business. So then here I am with two businesses, which is like two full and a half time jobs, you know? working constantly. And and the thing is that I enjoyed working. I'd be like, well, I like it, so it's fine. You know, I like working, so it's fine. Um, and I just never really took a lot of time off. Now, of course, if I wanted to go on a trip, I just called it a workation. I worked from wherever I was. Um, there might have been some, you know, time. It's not like I I never saw anyone or ever did anything. I definitely limited my social life. But, you know, if I wanted to go do something, I would go do something, but I pretty much worked, you know, almost every day. I mean, there was a time where I was cocktail waitressing and working in the the guy who owned the whole, I mean, he owned a lot of real estate. I worked in his office and I worked at one of his nightclubs, you know, six days a week. <laughs> I mean, is this making you tired? This is making me tired just thinking about it now, talking about it and thinking about it. I'm like, wow, I worked a ton. So the reason why I'm telling you this is because, you know, as I started working on myself and really digging deep and and really trying to get to the bottom of of all of the things what needed to be healed what needed to be looked at working was one of them and it wasn't about just not working it was about why you know what drives me because people used to ask me this all the time crystal what drives you and i'd be like i don't know it's just in me like there's just this like train hurtling through me and i just i'm on i'm on the ride you know but through doing this work on myself at one point I realized that I was hustling for my worth, that I was looking for some sort of validation outside of myself, you know, and that being a hard worker made me more worthy. I wore it like a badge of honor, you know, not sleeping because I was working. Like I wore that as a badge of honor. Oh, I work hundred hour weeks. I wore that like a badge of honor, it was a big identity piece of mine. It's just who I was. It's who I really thought I was. It's who I believed I was. And so when I started doing this work, it stopped feeling so good. It stopped feeling in alignment to be working constantly and to be working so hard. Now, when I started, you know, I was, I was doing nutrition coaching while I owned my boutique, Rebellia. And when I pivoted the nutrition coaching, I, I pivoted and shifted into this transformation coaching. And then I, you know, eventually I got breathwork facilitator certification so I could integrate that into my coaching. And I was doing both and I felt like it was fine to do both. And of course I was working constantly on both. And when the store stopped feeling like it was in alignment with me and it felt like, you know, I really want to go all in on this coaching because man, like this could change the world. Like I'm already impacting and changing the lives dramatically of the women I'm working with. Imagine what I could do if I had more time, if this was the only thing I did. Now you guys, me only having one thing was like, (laughs) it's like a foreign, it's like a foreign language to me that you just, I've never heard before. Right. It like doesn't make much sense. I'd always just put more and more and more on my plate. And I didn't realize that in the past I was doing that essentially to be worthy, 
to prove how worthy I was, to prove how great I was, rather than just knowing that I was at my core. I felt like I had to do in order to be worthy, in order to be lovable. And of course, this was not top of my mind. This was deep, like under the surface, inner, you know, subconscious level stuff. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't aware of this at all. And once I became aware of it, I couldn't just like pull the plug, right? I had to really get to the root and figure out like, okay, where is all this coming from? Why am I, why am I like this? You know? And I had like almost like an existential kind of crisis. Cause I'm like, oh my gosh, am I even supposed to be an entrepreneur? <sighs> like, am I even supposed to be do, like running a business or is, am I just running a business right now in order to feel worthy? Like what if that piece goes away? What if I start to feel worthy and then I just don't want to do any of this anymore? Oh my God. Like it was terrifying. It was terrifying because it had become such a deep ingrained part of my identity that I didn't know who I was without it. I really didn't know who I was without being the girl who's got 11 billion businesses and projects who only, you know, has one focus or maybe goes and works a normal job and does the normal, you know, nine to five thing. Like I didn't, I didn't know who I would be. I didn't know if that was, you know, like, could I be worthy? Could I still be as good as I thought I was at one point? If I wasn't an entrepreneur, like it really kind of threw me for a loop and I was like scared that I'd wake up one day and it would be like, nope, you're not supposed to be doing any of this. Like I would come to that realization and yeah, it was scary, but I did know that I needed to close the store. I did know that Rebellia, while I loved it, oh my goodness, my customers, my girls, they were the best, amazing. I mean, I still get messages and so I don't regret a thing. It was one of the hardest things I think I've ever done in my life. I mean, anyone who runs a boutique, like I have so much respect for you because it is so hard a lot of times, you know, it was a, it's an up and down kind of roller coaster, and there was so much I loved about it and there's so much I didn't. And there was so much that I, I, you know, I was in it because I wanted to solve a problem. And I've said that many times. But the actual boutique world like didn't get me going, you know. I, I that wasn't like my world. I was like just trying to to be successful doing this one thing. So letting it go, and and going all in on myself, using the name Crystal Rose and Co for my business was an edge. It was a growth edge because for so long with Rebellia, I didn't want to be the face. I didn't want to be the face. I didn't want to be the face. It's not about me. It's not about me. It's not about me. And, you know, what happened was I kept getting pushed in the forefront, you know, like if I wanted pictures taken, I just had to do them. I had to get it done and and efficiency over everything. And so it just made sense. So over time I started to get more comfortable of it and and really, you know, look at the parts of me that didn't want to be seen, the part of me that didn't want to be in the forefront. So when I decided to, you know, create Crystal Rose and Co, I was like, this is not, it's not about me. It's not like, oh, it's all about me now, but it's like, no, I am worthy enough to put my name on my brand. I am worthy of people knowing my name. I am worthy of being the face of my company and of my brand. So that was a big leap for me. Now, of course, while I was still running Rebellia, having done a lot of this work, things got a lot easier for me, you know, like our sales were going up while I was doing less and I was like, what, how is this possible? (laughs) You know, it was really incredible. It was amazing. Um, 
but ultimately, you know, it wasn't in alignment for me. It's not what I was supposed to be doing. And like I said, I wanted to go all in on this coaching. So February of this year, 2022, I closed the doors to Rebellia. And, you know, I've talked about transition before and I will harp on this. Oh my goodness. I will harp on this. I will get, this is like the hill I will die on you guys. No matter what you're transitioning into, it doesn't matter if you're leaving something incredibly horrible and going to something incredibly amazing. It doesn't matter how happy, how excited you are to move into this new thing. There's going to be a weird period. There's going to be this in-between period where you like don't even know what's up, (laughs) what's up, what's down, what's sideways, nothing. This happens for me. Okay. Every time I have moved into from one thing to another, had some kind of big transition, whether it was my life, my business, whatever, it's been like a mourning period. So for a few months after closing Rebellia and going all in on this business, I didn't want to do anything. I'd sit at my desk and like stare at my phone and scroll for hours because I didn't feel like it. I'm like, I don't feel like doing this. I don't feel like doing that. I just didn't feel like doing anything. Things that would like help my business, things that would move the needle forward, things that would get me seen so, you know, people would actually know what I do (laughs) and realize I could help them. I just didn't want to do anything. And it was really frustrating for me, you know, at some points and, and it took some like trial and error and, you know, being really gentle with myself, being really kind to myself, having compassion for what I was going through and just kind of letting it happen. Okay. You know what? If it's 2 PM and I don't want to do shit, well, I guess I'm going to cut out for the rest of the day. (laughs) And you know, who is this person? I didn't want to just sit here and force it. I didn't want to force myself to work when, you know, I wasn't feeling that. And so I decided, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to take weekends off. Uh, And it wasn't like right away, but you know, a little bit of time went by and I'm like, I'm going to start taking weekends off. I, there's no reason for me to work seven days a week. And I want to do this differently. I want this business to be so different from what I've done before. My three businesses before were created because it was something I was passionate about. Okay. So like promotional marketing, self-empowerment for women and solving a problem for women in the fitness industry with clothes. Okay. I was very passionate about those things. And I also told myself like, this is it. This is the thing that's going to like blow me up and I'm going to be mega successful, blah, blah, blah. With this business, my first thing was, holy shit, this work is going to change the world. I'm passionate about it and holy shit, it's going to change the world. Okay. (laughs) And like, yeah, do I want to be super successful? Absolutely. But this is the sort of thing that I can just keep going. Like consider me the energizer bunny in this realm. I'm not going to stop. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I needed to go get a nine to five and do this on the side. It wouldn't matter if I did it and, you know, didn't make the kind of money I desired. It doesn't matter. I would just keep going. I would just keep going because I want to do it that badly. I believe in it that much. It's this important to me. And I haven't felt this in my other businesses. Yeah, I would work until my absolute eyes bled, but when it got hard, I was just like, it hurt. 
You know, when things get hard in this business, I'm just like, it's fine. It's going to be all right. I know it will keep going. I've done this before. I've been kicked in the mouth many times before. It just feels so different. So at first I really felt like I was doing weekends off wrong. You know, I was kind of sitting around. I wasn't really doing much. I'm like watching TV, playing games on my phone, like not (laughs) just kind of checking out, you know, being like, it's very arbitrary that I'm taking time off. I could totally be working and like being productive, but I wanted to really just like, no, we're not doing that now. We're not doing that. We're not working seven days a week anymore, Crystal. Just because you love working doesn't mean you need to spend every waking hour doing it, you know? Even though I'm not drained, whatever, it doesn't matter. There are other things, there are other parts to life. A big part of this is, you know, I work with these amazing women who work a lot. I work with amazing women who are running businesses or who are, you know, climbing the corporate ladder and, you know, trying to prove themselves to the world, to their bosses. And... I have to model this back to them. I have to model back to them that like, listen, listen, Linda, (laughs) you get to love your job. You get to work really, really, really hard, but you also get to have fun and play and joy and fuck off for hours at a time if you want to. And when you come back to it, it'll be there for you waiting We don't need to do 24-7 work. We don't need to feel guilty that we're not working and we're enjoying our lives or our families or our loved ones or whatever instead. So this weekend is really the first weekend I felt like I've actually done the whole, you know, (laughs) days off thing right. And I I joke about doing it right. But really, you know, I had uh, family over yesterday. We went to the pool. I got in a good workout. Um, I did, you know, some laundry and... um, you know, just did some other things that like were for me. And today, you know, I took my walk and I went and bought myself a smoothie bowl. I went to Lowe's to get like plant stuff because I had an orchid to save. (laughs) Um, I got a pedicure, you know, we were looking a little mangy and I just felt so happy. And I was like, this is really nice to just take some time for me Like, I don't have to, you know, jump to working. I don't have, I don't have to do anything I don't want to do. And, you know, I think the whole, the whole thing that I go by is a boundary is not rules, right? Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, I absolutely positively cannot work on any weekend ever, right? Like, I don't do that. I'm like, if there's something that comes up, like I'll do it. You know, if a client messages me and I feel like I want to, you know, message them back. I do. I'm not like, Oh, nope. It's Sunday. I don't message my clients on Sunday. If I don't have space for it, or if I'm in the middle of something, then I don't. And I get to them when I have time, but really finding this gorgeous balance in my life has been amazing. And giving myself permission to not work until my eyes bleed, that there's so much more benefit in resting. There's so much more benefit in doing the things that really truly bring me joy or make me excited or, you know, even learning, right? Like I don't know anything about plants. I don't. And repotting a plant was like a whole project. (laughs) It was a whole project today, but it made me feel good. It was like, this is cool. I get to do stuff like this when, you know, a couple of years ago, I would have been like, what a waste of time. I'm wasting time doing all these things when I could be working. So I don't know if this is something you struggle with or you can relate this to something else, right? 
But I think a lot of us, especially, you know, women who are um, very ambitious that, you know, we feel like we can't take time for ourselves. We feel like in order to be successful, we need to be working nonstop. And it's just not true. It's not about how much you work or how hard you work. It's the intentionality behind what you do. It's the energy you put behind what you do. I know that me taking this weekend to like do what I wanted to do and soak it in and enjoy myself and take care of myself and take care of my house and all of that is going to put me in a better energetic vibration. So when people interact with me, they're like, whoa, you're like, this is cool. Like I like being around you, you know, it's going to make my business more successful. My business is going to be more successful the more I take care of myself and the more I pour into me. My relationships are going to be more successful. My friendships, all of it. Because I'm finally, finally taking the space. And you guys, I wish that I had... I wish I had discovered these wounds years ago and how to heal them. You know, it's not that I could have just, like I said, it's not about just taking the weekend off. It's not about just like, okay, I'm going to force myself to take weekends off now and white knuckle it. It's about the healing work I did to get to this place. It's about the last few months of feeling awkward and weird and like I was doing it wrong and like, why don't I just work anyways? And this is stupid. And I also don't want to work because I feel weirdly grieving about who even knows, you know, like going through that weird transition period, just moving forward, moving forward until now. It's like, I feel like I've blossomed. I feel like a butterfly, you know, like I'm expanded. I'm so much better for it. I'm so much better for doing the work and really getting in here and being like, why do I even do what I do? Do I really want to be an entrepreneur? Do I really want to keep going this path and own my own business? And before I wanted to do it because I thought it, you know, it <laughs> thought it made me cool. Right? Really? Like, I mean, I thought it was so damn cool because I was a business owner. I thought it was so cool. And now I'm like, I just I love my life that I've created and I love that, you know, the ability of owning a business has allowed me to do this. And the whole reason why you start a business is to have freedom, freedom from, you know, not working for someone else, freedom, you know, financial freedom, all of that. And when you're a slave to your job or to your business, what is the point? What is the point? Right? And I really got, I really figured that out, I feel like. So I don't know. I just felt a call to jump on. I mean, I'm working now. <laughs> I took the whole weekend off and now here I am. <laughs> it's only like 30 minutes. It's fine. You know, but I really wanted to share this with you because it just felt so damn good. And if you are someone struggling with, you know, do I go to the gym or do I stay at work and, and you know, stare at my computer for another hour, you know, go to the gym, do what you feel called to do. Because when you return back to your work, you're going to feel energetically so much better and your actions will be more potent. I am sure 99% of my entrepreneurial journey has been on the hamster wheel with like 1% moving the needle forward. Whereas now I feel like I am actually getting somewhere because I'm not just working just to work. I'm not just doing things just to do them or just because I think I should. I'm every action is intentional. Every action feels good. And if it doesn't feel good, I don't do it. I don't want to do that anymore. And I want to show other women that you don't have to do it anymore if you don't want to do it either. If something doesn't feel good, 
you don't have to do it, you know? And I always tell my clients this, you either, you know, don't have to do it. If it absolutely has to be done, you can either pass it on to someone else. And if you can pass it on to someone else, then you get to see it differently. We can decide to see things differently. But ultimately, if it doesn't feel good, you don't have to do it. So here's my permission. I am permissioning you. (laughs) I am giving you permission to the next thing that doesn't feel good that you don't want to do, whether it's work, business, whatever. You don't have to do it. If anyone has anything to say about it, be like Crystal told me. (laughs) Okay, my love, I am so happy you tuned in to this episode. And if you want to find out ways that we can work together, whether one-on-one, in a group, a course, a breathwork situation, coming on one of my retreats, whatever, slide up into my DMs at Extel Rose, or you can go to my website, crystalrose.com, click on the little coaching tab, and you will see everything I have to offer right now. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day, and we will catch you on the next episode. If this episode hit with you, please go out there and share it. Share it in your Instagram story, send it to a friend who might need it, or even just drop in my DMs on Instagram at Rose and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you guys. Thanks for listening.